Sunday, 208, season two of Shaped by the Word, the drama of Scripture. Few dramas are as intense uh, as the drama we find uh, of uh, four Hebrew uh, young men that were taken from the nobles of Judah into the kingdom of Babylon and have seen the kingdom in a change hands. It's now the Syrian kingdom, and yet they're mm-hmm. still faithfully serving God and in fulfilling the mandate you know, that Jeremiah the prophet gave to the people that wherever they go to seek the welfare of the city. And uh, certainly they have uh, lived and served kings who have in, in every way challenged their devotion you know, to the Lord, and they, they've proven faithful. And here is... Uh, you know, we find Daniel before one more king with one more challenge to his faithfulness to the living God and God showing himself incredibly faithful uh, in, 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 the middle, in the middle of that. So we come to uh, Daniel chapter 6. And again, this is another story you're all too familiar with if you, uh, you know, grew up you know, going uh, to Sunday school, and any, you know, which, Matt, you didn't. You didn't get no. to hear this as a kid. Well, first time uh, this, today. This, this, <laughs> <laughs> you're you're going to love this story. Yeah, it's, it's really cool. be a really Aww, great story. story so why don't, you, uh, why don't you lift us up in prayer before we start? Yeah, let's pray. Father, we do thank you um, for this time together. Thank you for um, your word. Thank you for the stories that are both familiar and, and those that maybe were less familiar with. Father, we ask as we read this and that you would use it to, to grow our faith, mm-hmm. um, to bring us to maturity, to make us look more like Christ. Um, Father, we thank you for this time together. We thank you that every time we draw near um, to you and, and come to you through your word, that, that, Father, we have rich fellowship with you. And so we pray for that. Uh, thank you for the technology that you've given us to to be able to read together as your um, as your church, as the body of Christ Church, would you strengthen us and edify us um, as we're in your word together? It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. I'm Paul here with uh, Cindy and David and and Matt. Katie was with us earlier in the week, and uh, you know David and uh, Cindy and, and and I are all Sunday school kids. Matt was Matt was not. It's uh, fun to re- rejoice in the heritage we have, but it's also fun to see it read through new eyes. Uh, so here we come to Daniel chapter six. It pleased Darius, and of course he has just become king in the last chapter. I'm sure that there's more time that's passed than that, Uh, but uh, we have this account. Daniel 6, it pleased Darius to appoint 120 satraps to rule throughout the kingdom with three administrators over them. One of them was Daniel. Satraps were made accountable to them so that the king might not suffer loss. Now Daniel so distinguished himself among the administrators and the satraps by his exceptional qualities that the king planned to set him over the whole kingdom. At this, the administrators and satraps tried to find uh, grounds for charge against Daniel in his conduct of government affairs, but they were unable to do so. They could find no corruption in him because he was trustworthy and neither corrupt nor negligent. Finally, these men said, uh, we'll never find any basis for charge against this man, Daniel, unless it has something to do with the law of his God. So the administrators and satraps went as a group to the king and said, May King Darius live forever. The royal administrators, prefects, satraps, advisors, and governors have all agreed that the king should issue an edict and enforce a decree that anyone prays to any god or human being during the next 30 days, except to you, your majesty, shall be thrown into the lion's den. Now, your majesty issued the decree and put it in writing so that it cannot be altered in accordance with the laws of the Medes and the Persian, which cannot be repealed. So King Darius put the decree in writing. 
And when Daniel learned that the decree had been published, he went home to his upstairs room where his windows opened toward Jerusalem. Three times a day, he got down on his knees and prayed, giving thanks to his God, just as he had done before. Then these men went as a group and found Daniel praying and asking God for help. So they went to the king and spoke to him about his royal decree. Did you not publish a decree that during the next 30 days, anyone who prays to any god or human being except for you, your majesty, would be thrown into the lion's den? The king answered, the decree stands in accordance with the laws of the Medes and the Persians, which cannot be repealed. Then they said to the king, Daniel, who is one of your exiles from Judah, pays no attention to you, your majesty. Or to the decree you put in writing, he still prays three times a day. When the king heard this, he was greatly distressed. He was determined to rescue Daniel and made every effort until sundown to save him. Then the men went as a group to King Darius and said to him, Remember, your majesty, that according to the law of the Medes and the Persians, no decree or edict that the king issues can be changed. So the king gave uh, the order, and they brought Daniel, and they threw him into the lion's den. The king said to Daniel, May your God, whom you serve continually, rescue you. A stone was brought and placed over the mouth of the den, and the king sealed it with his own signet ring and with the rings of his nobles so that Daniel's situation might not be changed. Then the king returned to his palace and spent the night without eating and without any entertainment being brought to him, and he could not sleep. First light of dawn, the king got up and hurried to the lion's den. When he came near the den, he called to Daniel in an anguished voice, Daniel, servant of the living God, has your God, whom you serve continually, been able to rescue you from the lions? Daniel answered, May the king live forever. My God sent his angel and shut the mouths of the lions. They have not hurt me because I was found innocent in his sight. Nor have I ever done anything wrong before you, your majesty. The king was overjoyed and gave orders to lift Daniel out of the den. And when Daniel was lifted from the den, no wound was found on him because he had trusted in his God. The king's command, the men who had falsely accused Daniel, were brought in and thrown into the lion's den along with their wives and their children. And before they reached the floor of the den, the lions overpowered them and crushed all their bones. Then King Darius wrote to all the nations and the people of every language in all the earth, May you prosper greatly. I issue a decree that in every part of my kingdom people must fear and reverence the God of Daniel, for he is the living God and he endures forever. His kingdom will not be destroyed. His dominion will never end. He rescues and he saves. He performs signs and wonders in the heavens and on the earth. He has rescued Daniel from the power of of the lions. So Daniel prospered during the reign of Darius and the reign of Cyrus the Persian. Uh, yeah. I, uh, I, I love the section in the middle of it where, you know, after you know, trying everything he can do to, you know, rescue him, you know, uh, that he uh, brings a, a stone and he puts it over the top of the lion's stand and he puts a signet ring on it. Uh, so that things, you know, would not change, you know, for Daniel. And, of course, you have a picture of that in the New Testament when uh, there's a great stone rolled over the grave of Jesus and it's provided with an emperor's seal so that nothing could change the condition of the one held in that grave. And we see an even more mighty rescue in that mm-hmm. moment, uh, a rescue that uh, in a, points to a, a rescue that we've received in Christ uh, because of his resurrection uh, anyone who lives and believes in him will never die. Uh, and, and so you just see a little echo when you see the rock mm-hmm. and you see the signet yeah. and uh, you see uh, you know, the position that he's in as well. 
And, and of course, it's just another example. We we don't have stories. We you know the, in the last chapter, you know Darius takes over the kingdom, but in whatever time is here, he's he's exalted Daniel because of his excellent qualities, uh, and uh, but we we see a great love for him and also a great recognition in him that the thing that is most special about Daniel is, is his God. And of course, that's the way we would want to represent you know, God in the world that mm-hmm. everyone knows. They know that it's not because of the exceptional qualities we possess, but because of the God we serve. Yeah, you got to love that. You know, as we think about being a people on mission where we kind of live, work, play, where we find ourselves, uh, yeah. that's, that's exactly what Daniel's doing here. And he's around people that don't share his beliefs and, and, and don't believe in his God. And yet they see something so unique and so different in him that even when he's having this really terrible thing to a guy he loves he tells him man may your god whom you serve continually rescue you you know like he's seen something so different in daniel and a, a devotion even in light of death um towards his god which is a pretty amazing testimony to to how worthy god is of of service of and complete love. worship yeah. of all of our life and all of our awe yeah, yeah there's no doubt about it, and of course, even his enemies knew. You know, we we can't find anything wrong with him. And he's uh, he's uh, both uh, authentic. He's full of integrity, and he's not even negligent. There's not anything he 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 leaves undone. You know, which kind of reminds me of the the prayer we often pray. You know, uh, and the things we've done and the things we've left undone. They they couldn't find anything mm-hmm. you know, that he had done wrong or anything that he had left undone. Uh, you know, he was so completely thorough. You know, in, in uh, you know, good. You know, good at his job. Yeah. Here we are, three kings. You know, into six chapters of Daniel. You know, we've met three kings, and mm-hmm. yet the the, the constant um, one is is Daniel. You know, but but more importantly, you know, I don't think we're supposed to look at Daniel to see, oh, he's he's just constant. Right. It's, it's the God who is sovereign, who continues to sustain Daniel, who continues to be with Daniel, and who remains sovereign over the kings. So as you know, kingdoms change. King's transition. We see a God who who remains, um, and, and we see Daniel's re, you know remaining steadfast wow. in the sovereignty of this God. And and I love even you know where Daniel was not supposed to pray, and yet when the king is putting Daniel that fantastic? in, says, "May your God." It's almost like a prayer, you know. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna pray. He keeps safe. Yeah, break my own edict here because. <laughs> Yeah, I, 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 yeah. That, there's a wonderful <laughs> flow to the story. The king says nobody can pray. Daniel said, "I'm going to pray about that." <laughs> and uh, you know, it is, it is a wonderful response. And not only three three days. And it said they all went together and caught him. They 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 knew well. I mean, the open window, uh, you know, was there. And 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 of course, he's doing what Solomon said in his dedication. If you find yourself in a foreign country because you've been exiled there because of the judgment of God and you turn toward this temple in Jerusalem which uh, you know really is no longer standing but he's still you know turning toward that uh, and, and praying then I will hear your prayer and heal your people and bring you back and and so he's continuing you know hold on to that promise you know mm-hmm. and Solomon promise in Jeremiah you know is as, as, as well you know, that God would hear and God would restore after a time of, of exile. So he's, he's looking for the second exodus, for God to deliver his people in a miraculous way mm-hmm. once again and to restore their fortunes. Mm-hmm. And it's just so wild. I mean, he's saying uh, the king says no prayers, and so Daniel goes and, and prays for help yeah. um, in life, not being able yeah. to pray. and Three times a day. Yeah, and he not receives like, that help. I'll do twice a day, you know, just in case. I, just, I can, uh, 
or, or, or all I really have to do is just shut mm -hmm. my window. Yeah. You know, that's all I really have to do, but I'm not going to be mm -hmm. intimidated by this mm -hmm. and I'm not going to walk away from you know, a way that I've honored, uh, you know, honored my God and honored his promises. And as I look at this, I realize that, you know, that of course the nation of Israel or the Jews were in captivity for 70 years and that it doesn't sound like they were well loved because there was always these plots or at least something was always going on. But I do appreciate how um, just through all this that God continues to, you know, encourage them and also preserve them as a, as a people. And um, I don't know, it's, it's, I mean, when a king will say, you know, he is the living God, he will endure forever because he rescues and saves and performs miracles and signs and wonders, how that must just, you know, empower their yeah. faith and just... And of course, we could go to the foot of Mount Sinai and see that uh, Daniel was everything Israel was not. Yeah, uh, that he was, you know, he was he, he given to holiness and 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 given to being a royal priesthood, pointing others to the excellencies and the glories of of God, which we've mentioned so many times during this week, is you know what God has called us to as well. What we were created for in Eden, what we were covenanted for. You know, putting myself at the foot of Mount Sinai, mm -hmm. what we were promised in the person of Abraham. Uh, what we see a glimpse of in, in, in the king after God's own heart of mm -hmm. David and what the, uh, what the uh, prophets promise us in the new covenant. We have a, a new heart and a new spirit in us in order to be God's people, not only enjoy fellowship with him, but uh, to uh, serve him in such a way that others find him as well. Mm -hmm. Father, we thank you for a, another week of being shaped by your word. We thank you. Uh, for the beauty of your word, we thank you not only for stories that inspire, and you know, if that's all scripture was, it would, it would be a treasure in and of itself, but we thank you uh, that is your living word uh, that is breathed out by your spirit, that is useful uh, for your work in us to teach us, rebuke us, and train us you know, in righteousness that we may be thoroughly equipped for every work that you've called us to. We thank you for glimpses of those who've heard your voice and responded to your call, like Daniel. Mm -hmm. And we pray that the same would be true in us. It's in your holy name we pray. Amen. Mm -hmm.